laughing loud You need to belong to leave a crowd And I'm wishing The evening gone without a trace I'm hanging on the night set the pace Feel it slipping Window open, turn off the light Lost in the machinery of mine Here waiting Maybe I should let it be Pay a ransom to the 21st century Outside where the universe starts Those dark nights are shining But the thing is, if you're going to come in here and you're going to want to take all my stuff, then um, I don't know if this is a good idea to do this podcast right now. I mean, if you want to come... What do you want to do? To hold me to ransom? No, but if you want to come in here and start looking at my CDs and my vinyls and say that you want to take them home... Listen, what I really want is the Jeff Gilson. Can I have the original copy of that? Yeah, at cost. I mean, the thing is, it's been reissued, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, the original is really not worth that much. Is it worth... How does it work now with the reissues? It really devalues the original. But some people say to me that the originals, when they get reissued, there's a bigger market that discovers them, and then there's a more, there's a smaller yet more sort of um, after the exclusive original absolutely, crowd appearing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Particularly in Japan. Absolutely not. Well, we're not in Japan, obviously. <laughs> I know, but the market is global, isn't it? Yeah, Japanese eBay. Yeah, we're <laughs> stepping up to that one online. Why um, have you switched over from two bo four um, from two banks of four? Could you rephrase that? Why have we switched from two, two banks of four to two B I four? Yeah. Well, uh, Rob liked the look of that. Um, I, you, for me, I, we're still two banks of four. If you look on the record sleeve, it does say two banks of four there. Small. Small. On the back. Small. I mean, it's a, it's a slightly less cumbersome graphic when you've just got the initials. Do you prefer, or do you prefer? I think I prefer two banks of four myself, actually. My problem is whenever I hear the words two banks of four, I think of Terry Venables during the commentary of, like, what was it, Euro 96 or something? Cause yeah, no, it was 98, wasn't it? It was uh, David Beckham. France. My Argentina, wasn't it? When yeah. he smashed up a man's and got sent off. Is that when two banks of four came out? So for, for me, it's got, it's got a slightly sort of football. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite apply to the spirituality of the music. <laughs> So what, are we going to get into the fact that you... Th- are you suggesting that football is no longer spiritual? <laughs> no, but... Because, frankly, for myself, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think the football has lost all spir- spirituality. It's just about commerce now. Yes. Much like music. Yes. So, therefore, we parallel. <laughs> we par- we're there. We're there. We're there at the cutting edge of the zeitgeist. Which would you rather have now? <laughs> <laughs> Cash or spirituality? <sighs> 
Give me the give me the cash. <laughs> Thank you.
the original siren that was used at co-op? That is the same box. Self same siren what? box. Because there's a story to that. Is it yours or is it Rob's? It's Rob's. Right. And that's the same siren that was on Hold It Down. Yes, it is. Yeah, same siren box. Built by Judd Tubbies, no less. Rob paid some exorbitant amount of money for it. That tune sounds really good we just heard there. How old is that? 98. Speedy's Auto Repair. It's funny how we don't really listen back to records. Do you find that as a producer, because you've produced loads of stuff, you had your numbers project, of course, The Young Disciples. This is Dill Harris, by the way, Demos, a.k.a. Talking about Two Banks of Four or Two BO4, just about to release the, well, is it out, the new album? It's out in a couple of weeks. Okay. 24th. Out in Japan right now with an additional track on it. That's right, yes. Ballad of Oliver Law. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we started off the show with Junkyard God's title track which is uh, wicked. And you know what? The funny thing is, this album, for me, when I got it, I always get stuff from you and Rob quite up front because you live around the corner. And uh, I'm really... And I know I've said this to, to people in the past and maybe not meant it completely, but really growing on me, this album. Good. First time hearing a little bit over Leaf. the... T- a bit a bit much. It, it, it's a lot, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's There's a lot of music. There's a lot of effort put into it. But I think I've played nearly every track on the radio now and... Um, I really like it. I played Lights on a Satellite, which we'll play soon. But the second track was um, Speedy's Auto Repairs. Is that written for the shop on Allen Road? Yes, for the um, the mechanics, yeah. The legendary Speedy. Yeah, he had a few tyres out the front. Still has. He has got a lot of tyres out there. City Watching, the first <sighs> album, came out on Circus... Yes, that was a that was a great time. Yeah, Circus Rob Fleming. Yeah, lovely guy, lovely guy. And uh, then came the Three Street Worlds album. There was also a remix album in between all of that. There was, but that was a bit weak. No, actually, it was great. Actually, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
the studio here at Brownswood um, Dill Harris do you prefer being called Demas? is it is no not possible you know I'm happy for you to call me Dill Harris it's you know we know each other you know just not to the general public really and uh, step up to the mic yeah. step up to the microphone right, I'm, on the mic. I'm on the mic and backtrack the last two yeah so uh, yeah Dill Harris is fine you know that that is my name Dilip Harris Dilip K. Mahadevan you know well, that's my proper name Back in Madras. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, yeah. And I think the African Brothers looped underneath, but I'm not certain. Was that um, a CD recording of a vinyl? Because it felt like there was yeah. fluff on the needle towards the end of really it. It was really bad, yeah. It's a CD of it. It's, it was been out on seven bootleg, some burning man's put it together. And See? before that? Before that. What was before that? Vinyl. Ah, oh, Yabba You, yes. Yabba You and the Prophets. Big down Babylon, down Babylon, you know, some Babylon business. It's quite good talking to you right now without um, Rob around because Two Banks of Four is fundamentally the two of you. Yes. And you have a different collective of people who sing and play around um, on the new album. You had some great people on the. F- I mean, basically, so far, it's been a celebration of not just uh, jazz but British talent. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's all British, it's all London. People's release it for Chris Burden, who's from Birmingham, the black country up there. And this one in the background, this is the song which I played actually on the radio this week. It's a sunrise song called Lights on a Satellite. That's right, I should have bought the version with me, but I forgot it. That we the version that we were covering, which is um <coughs> I forgot. I might have it. Oh. Which album? It's on Live at Gibbous in Paris. Don't have that. Oh it's, it's too rare. It's too rare for you. I might have the studio <laughs> version of it. Oh, no. <laughs> but the version that we modelled it on where they were all playing flutes completely out of tune you know and it's a sunrise song but you've done it in a Hermeto Pasquale way well only uh, conceptually in a Hermeto Pasquale way because uh, the the video the YouTube video of Hermeto Pasquale and you know six men in tight speedos playing bottles in a pond in Brazil that's that's what we modelled it on obviously it was a bit cold there was no pond in Brent, or wherever it was we were, well, up the back of Wilsdon Bust Garage, which is where the studio is. I thought you were doing it in Suffolk. Uh, well, Finn recorded it in Suffolk. Finn recorded his parts in Suffolk, but the core bottle element was uh, we recorded in a studio up in Wilsdon. Should we listen to it? Why not? 
I don't know about you, but um, I love records that uh, I love records by sort of uh, artists who don't play particularly prominent instruments in the sense of sort of you know fashionably like I mean this is a bass player. Yeah. I like albums from drummers where it's not really meant to be the the front. Yeah. Miroslav Vitas. Yes, indeed. Have you got any Ron Carter albums? I have. I like that. What's that one? In fact, no, it's not a Ron Carter album, that one. That's a Benny Maupin album. But no, I haven't got any, well, I haven't got any Ron Carter records that I like. I've got one quite good one. Um, yeah. He's made about 15, though. Yeah. Well, you've only got one that you like. Downstretch, I think it's called. Homestretch, something like that. Well, I'm trying to think what other instruments, sort of artists, like, I mean, the what obvious... What about Weber? He's a bass player. He's a bass player. And Much then you, more than a bass player. Then you've got um, Dave Holland. Dave Holland. The Birds. What's that one? The, the Symphony for the Birds. Dave Holland. Nice. A lot of influences for Two Banks of Four. Do you listen to a lot of records thinking we're going to... It doesn't sound like it. It sounds very original, This like this the, the music you, you've, you've been making. I mean, I can hear a certain element of influences, but not really directly, as much as before, perhaps. There's no covers on this album. Yeah, there is. Apart, two covers apart, apart from the Sun Roll ones, <laughs> which you just played, <laughs> we just played, but nothing super obvious, you know. Like uh, before, you did um, you did Banks of the Nile, didn't you? Before oh, yeah. was that a super obvious cover? Yeah, to a degree, it's kind of like in a kind of um, <laughs> in a super obvious mother cover. of the universe type of yeah, yeah. zone, you know, mm -hmm. like Muse, Strata East, yeah, you know. so, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you know, Strawberry, love that. Three albums. I want you to big up the musicians that you're playing because the other thing about Two Banks of Four is that you're kind of doing your thing super independently as well, as opposed to you've never had a major label, have you? I mean, you've got a little yeah, well, bit of Sonar Collective on this one. Well, we've got some Sonar Collective love on that. Um, we've always had the Japanese P-Vine love that has kind of supported us, you know. That's what's allowed us to do our own thing. But, yeah, it has been about doing it ourselves, and that's the only reason we can make Strawberry's covers because we do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But um who was that in the bathroom? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard the bathroom light go on. Make <laughs> sure they don't flush because it's going to come out on the cast, man. No you could mix it in, man. You could mix it into the next tune. Sound good. Yeah. Yeah, um Peavine, interesting because I was just I was just <laughs> no, going back to the music industry. I was, yeah, I was no, I was yeah. thinking about the fact because you brought a couple of um of of good reissues here today and Peavine. I don't know. No, they're, they're all originals. No, but you bought a couple of. You bought that um, Philip Coran, Malcolm X reissue. Yes. Um, but that's not P Vine reissue. Is, is that not P Vine? No, it's not. Because there was that Pyramids album as well that's been reissued. There's some great things the coming Pyramids out album. in Japan, isn't yeah, there? I know, remarkable Double kind of CD reissue. <laughs> Idris, Idris Akamore. Yeah. There he is. There like he is. I know. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. It's good, it's good. Mm. Um, okay, Miroslav Vita. So, yeah, big up the musicians you've got on the new album. Well, yes, yes, of course. Obviously, there is the uh, insurmountable Finn Peters. Yeah. His, um, and what are they up to now at the moment? Because there's a lot of activity going on in well, the UK, Finn, right? Finn Peters, of course, has his own new album just being mixed at the moment mm -hmm. with uh, Matthew Herbert. Well, it's uh, coming out on Accidental. I think it's coming out on Accidental. Yeah. I, I recorded it. We spent a few days recording it. Sounds wonderful. Lots of gamelan involved in that. And, of course, the consummate playing of his quintet, you know, David Kumu, 
Tom Herbert, Tom Skinner. Hang on, this, my phone's going off. Oh, I can't believe this off. is happening again. Oh, yeah, I've got a call. Happened I've got before. A call. But um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Finn, Gross is yeah, phoning you up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Paul Martin. Paul Martin. Yeah. But um, so yeah, we've got Antonio Fiola playing drums on Wake Me Five Day. I mean, that is a great coup. He's a legendary psychotic musician. He played with Diana Brown and the Brothers. And he's from Italy. I mean, what more do you need? And he lives in a kind of bizarre breeze block studio in Wilsdon. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Robert Mitchell. I mean, check that out. Robert Mitchell and Jason Yard, two members of Quite Sane on our record. I mean, what more can you want, really? Quite Sane? Yes. How many shows did you ever go to? Because they seem to appear... I never saw them live. Well, how long were they around for? I saw them once in Camden uh, at Dingwalls. Never saw them live. Uh, never really heard it. I only ever heard a kind of cassette demo. And the album that there was came out five years later. Yeah, which is quite remarkable. I did work with Anthony Tidd once, Anthony Tidd and Steve Williamson, and it was quite an experience. Yeah, OK, so bigging up more musicians, right. Who else have we got? Um, Jason Yard. Uh, we've got Ski Oakenfall. I mean, you know, Ski is a legend, and he's always there for 2004. Really did he support. write some stuff on here as well? He contributes an awful lot he didn't write as much as he has done on the other on the other records because he wasn't really available as much but he helped us work out an awful lot of stuff you know at the very base level you know we started working with him on tracks and then we'd evolve them elsewhere like in the washing up bowl and stuff but um ski and of course valerie etienne yeah yeah vocally so vocally vocally valerie and many people say that valerie should make her own solo album it's about time isn't it i think i've said that before i think i think rob g has said that yeah i think you might have said that yeah why don't you you want to say it again yeah i'm saying it again i think she deserves a break she's just might want to say it a big uh, yeah she should make valerie make your own album (laughs) yeah valerie should make her own album however should doesn't often translate. And Bembe Segway is on here as well. So Bembe Segway should make her own yeah. album. She's made her own album. Well, where is it? I don't seem to remember having it. <laughs> is she on this track? No, Valerie's on this track.
Two banks of four. <laughs> Come on, man, get it together. Piano. Yeah, piano. Robbie Taylor. Fantastic. Yeah, he is fantastic. He's on the new record as well, actually, playing on Shadowlands. He plays the piano on Shadowlands. As you can hear, you can maybe draw a little thematic kind of uh, link. You didn't mention Leo Taylor on drums. I didn't mention Leo Taylor because he doesn't actually play on the new record because he wasn't available for the session. Really? I thought you so were So it's just... Tom Skinner playing drums. Right, right. That's Tom okay. Skinner, of course. I mean, yeah. You know. 
Yeah, that's no, amazing. The amount of quality is. You know, when you did the gig, the um, Worldwide Awards in January, did you ever watch back the footage on the? Um... I have seen it. Yes. How did you feel about that? I felt quite complicated because the sound is really rather flimsy because it comes straight out of the board. There is someone did some kind of video on their phone from there and has put it on the website. It looks much better because the sound is all rowdy because he just got the front fence and coming off the Scene.
Everyone's just, listen, it's just, they pull him out. Chris Bowden, and this album is a classic. It's quality, quality record. Time capsule. Soul Jazz Records. I remember, when this, Jazz I remember when this came out. I couldn't believe they didn't do a follow-up album, actually. Well, I don't think they could actually uh, actually get it together. Yeah. I don't think it... I think the... I think the option was there. It just didn't happen. They did that kind of 12 with, with Mark Dego with the kind of atmospheric thing going on. And then there was the Ninja Tune stuff. Yeah, which is pretty heavy. I should listen back to yeah. that. I remember, being sli- I remember being a little bit disappointed because it wasn't the same as the first album. But well, it's not as kind of melodious, is it? But yeah. it's just as intense. It's probably better, in a way. Well, I don't know. It's a different thing, isn't it? <laughs> depends what mood you're in. It depends if you're in a white wine kind of veranda mood or if you're in a, you know, um, dark kind of, uh, you know, shooting up snack kind of mood. couple of... Um... Mo- moving swiftly along. <laughs> couple of tunes beforehand shooting up um, yeah. it was good to um, direct was, Jared, we, got another, we, had, we had another we had another bass player another bass player we, we made the bass player connection we had the bass player Max DeWardner yeah an album by a bass player yeah obviously much more than a bass player but essentially a bass player <laughs> seen um, for Accidental Records very busy at the moment as well because um, David Kumu's new project followed through The Invisible yes which um, got lots of play from Zane Lowe Zane Lowe re- best record in the world their new seven deep great sign great sign um, live shows still two banks of four two BO4 <sighs> just all over the place we're going to be busting it we're taking Japan we're going all over key dates in uh, Europe smashing the festivals you know one more tune, possibly. Great. Thanks, man. Oh, that, no, thank you.
Actually, one of my favourite shows, we didn't talk about Galliano, but one of my We fav- need to talk about Galliano no, Revival. One of, one of my favourite shows was a show they did in um, in Turin. Really? And uh, it was like really... Well, uh, the final day? No, I think, no, it was before that, way before that, early days. And it was this venue that was like L-shaped. Mm. And the DJ was on one part of the L and then the band were playing. So I couldn't see the band as they performed live. And uh, that was one of my favourite Galliano gigs. What about you? I think it must have been, you know, Dingwalls in 1990. I didn't, I didn't end up going to many. The the combat gig at uh, at the fridge, same night as the Bernie Heavies. That was quite a laugh, wasn't that, it? Yeah, when um, Snaith came down on the on the thingy, kind of on a pedestal, the abseiling onto the stage. Yeah, that was a good kill. And it was a bit, but that was also a bit of a challenge gig as well because it was kind of like Galliano. It was the acid jazz face off. Face off. Galliano won, didn't they? Wasn't that the... Uh... Well, there was another one. There was Galliano v. The Brand New Heavies in New York. Really? Do you remember that one? No, I don't. That was a good one. New Music. That was when it used to be the New Music Seminar in New York. I worked security at the New Music Seminar one year. You were, do what? I worked security at the New Music Seminar. Because yeah, you, you were producing for Karis one Producing might be a bit strong. You mean making the coffee? No, you worked <laughs> with Karis one didn't you? I did, yeah. 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 So you got your hip-hop roots? Yeah. No, they they existed before that. My hip hop roots. Where did you get your reggae roots? Uh, from Camden Town Record and Tape Exchange. Just bought them all there. Just bought the roots. Just bought them. You know, <laughs> cash in the ATP kind of uh, seven inch bucket. Someone's in the bathroom. Someone's in the toilet, man. This is a two bob <laughs> studio. I can't believe it. Wow, a fader doesn't want a heater. <laughs> Someone's up and down the stairs. Turn it off. 